Hi, my name is Peter Maestri and you're listening to Divorce, the first six months. If you're someone who's about to go through a divorce or maybe you're just healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories that you're going to listen to focus on people that have been through a divorce, but more importantly, how they navigated through it. So learn from their experience and take lots of notes. It's real. It's raw. This conversation is vulnerable. Having said that, let's get right into it. So we covered support. That's super important. Mm-hmm. And you shared what you shared about it, which I think is exponential. Like mm-hmm. it's it's really important that you talk to somebody for you. You so, had your parents. Right. And if you had somebody else, you would have right. reached out to them. And not everybody has that luxury too, yeah. you know? I mean, so, I mean, I'm sure there's groups out there with people going through the same thing. I know that my father joined one when he went through a divorce. Um, so, and, and many people do that, you know, and it's good for them because again, he didn't really have anybody. I, I, I think at the time that my dad got divorced, you know, his brothers were all still married. So he didn't really have anybody, you know, to go to, to get the advice. And, you know, and if he did, he probably wanted to hear something more. So, but again, his situation when he got divorced was different than my situation. So it, it's all different. Yeah. It's very different. Yeah. You also talked about guilt, which is something that you had prior to making the decision to go with. Um, prior, during, after. Yeah. Share more about that. Like, what, what, what did it look like? What did it feel like? How did you get over it? Well, I mean, I mean, what did it look like? Because so, guilt is one so, of the really important ones. Like, guilt. I think everybody goes through a stage sure, of guilt I would inside. Think so. so, you know, if you're the person requesting the separation, the divorce. You know, you're you're gonna be the guilty one. It's never gonna be the victim, you know, because in that case, uh, the person on the other end is the victim, you know. So, um, what leads, what happens when you feel guilty? You give in to pretty much everything, you know. So anything that she asks, and, and there was probably times I probably should have said no, and I probably should have put my foot down on certain things, and I didn't because again, the guilt, you know, like I did all this wrong to her, you know. Again, it's what I'm. Feeling, and I, and I think at the end, I think we shouldn't feel like that. We really shouldn't. I, I don't. I think it's unavoidable, I and mean, you're gonna feel that way anyway. But I don't think we should. I don't think we should be so hard on ourselves, you know, because it could have just been her telling me she wanted a divorce. One day, well, what so. could you do differently then? As far as for like, you think it shouldn't for, be like that. But what could you do differently to avoid it or to not? I encounter? think it's a human nature. I don't think. I mean, me, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, because I even would talk to my parents about it, you know, the guilt that I felt, and even friends about it, and, you know, most of them would say, hey, you know, I mean, that's understandable, and and, and I dig at the advice, like, you shouldn't, you know, I mean, you can't put yourself in a situation you don't want to be in, and you're very unhappy in, and, you know, depressed at times, you know, you can't put yourself in that situation either, and, and it'll sound kind of selfish, but, I mean, hey, you know, if I'm not happy, how are my kids going to be happy? How can I make them happy? How can I continue to make them happy? How can I make everybody around me happy? If I'm unhappy, everybody around me is going to be miserable just as well. Yeah. Because that's what I'm going to promote. You know, that's what's going to come out of me. Yeah. So. So guilt being one of the stages, mm-hmm. you obviously went through it. Mm-hmm. You got support. What was another emotion that you went through that that? was, I guess, what I would call an obstacle because it's something that you have to... No, know, let me, let me tell over. you, the main... I mean, a little fear, of course, because like I stated, you know, the unknown. Yeah. You know, what's going to happen tomorrow, the weeks to come, and the months to come. So a little bit of fear, I think. Uh, anxiety is going to run through you because, again, you know, it goes hand in hand with fear. Um, you know, the unknown to me, you know, and, and I don't think that you could ever hear what 
is going to happen because um, every person is different. Every reaction to every person is different. I think to ease things as things begin, I know the first thing you want to do is, I mean, you've gotten to the point where you're asking for a divorce, that you want a divorce, you're going to get a divorce. Some people do it, like you said, the next day, they start the paperwork. And, but I, I believe supporting each other, you know, through it, unless of course somebody really wronged you and, you know, you just can't stand to see the person anymore. But if it's something like from what I went through that, you know, there's no... Nobody was doing anything bad or there was no cheating involved or there was, you know, no lying or anything really involved. I think support, just support each other, especially when there's kids involved. If there's no kids. It's, it's probably easier just to step back, step away. Hey, sayonara, right? Like a breakup, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend type breakup, you know, or uh, people living together type breakup. You know, some things you got to square away, you know, because you're living together or whatever the case might be. But when there's no kids involved, I think it's, it makes things a little easier. But I think when there's kids involved, and and I'll say this, no matter what the case is, even if somebody wrongs you, you got to support each other. You, you got to be there for each other. And and the reason you're doing it is not so much for yourselves, it's for the kids. But at the end of the day, it does help both of you. It really does. So how did you cope with it if, if the person wronged you, right? Because mm -hmm. divorce is usually something that you can't pinpoint. You can't say, hey, this is... It, there's no routine there's no like cookie cutter you know it's different for everybody like you said mm -hmm. but how would you say to somebody else like hey these are the steps that you should take this is what you should be mindful of i mean i would have to understand their situation it's very difficult to to be able to tell any one person that's going through this hey you should do this or you should do that every situation is different so in a situation like mine I would say support each other, you know, uh, there's, there's when there's kids involved, support each other. And mainly the main, main thing is be there for those kids, no matter what the situation is. Their school plays, go together. Like, you don't have to go together in the same yeah, car. Because yeah. I mean, that's always been weird. I, I know that there's couples that have done that. And, you know, you're you're separated, you're separated, you know. But, but you know, try to be in the same room together without having to hate each other or feeling uncomfortable. You know, we, you know, my kids had things going on at a school or whether it was honor roll, you know, award ceremonies, little kindergarten graduations or middle school graduations or high school graduations. Like I said, we maintained a good relationship. So we were able to be there together, my kids. Because look, to every child, the two most important people in their lives are their parents. So be there together with them. Because at the end of the day, you're an adult. The chances of you getting really screwed up, not going to happen much. But a child... You screw them up like this, you know, kids are, they're right. They're in that learning stage, you know, they're in the development stage, you know, and if now they're seeing their parents hating each other, only one parent showing up to this and only one parent, they're not going to feel supported. You know, they might not even feel loved at times, you know, because again, the parents are going through this, so they're going to be angry and they're going to be depressed and they're going to be going to have anxiety and they're going to look stressed and, and, and the kids are seeing this. Because now what went from a normal household, right, mom and dad, you know, dinner every night, you know, all those things went to one parent at the dinner table, one parent in that house. And it, it's, it's hard for them. It's hard. I, as, a, as a child, I went through a divorce and my parents' divorce was a lot nastier than my divorce, you know, because there was a lot of screaming and things like that. That somewhere along the line had to have screwed me up somehow, some way. You know, I'm sure it did, just like my brothers and sisters as well, yeah. you know. So 
don't ever fight in front of the kids either. Like, don't do that. You know, keep your arguments private. It's a it, that's a that's a marriage is between a husband and a wife, a man and a woman, or whatever, man and man, whatever it is. But it's between two adults. Kids should not be part of the divorce. Even though they're somehow affected by it, they should never be part of the divorce. Meaning, they shouldn't be in the room when there's arguments. There shouldn't be in the room when you guys are discussing finances. You know, things like that. You know, keep the kids innocent, man. They're little kids. Let them enjoy their childhood. They're going to get to our age one day and they're probably going to go, unfortunately, through the same things we're going through. So they're going to have their time. You know, but, at, you know, it, it helps them. To me, it helps them develop and be happier people as they get older. Should you talk to them if they ask questions? And we did. We did. Yeah. Um, my oldest, he was, of course, the one that felt it the most because he understood what was going on. The other two were very small at that age. And my, my daughter was like two and my middle son was five, yeah. you know. And they were kind of a, they knew stuff was going on and things were changing. But they were still little and kind of a, they, they, they didn't feel it. They, they didn't understand exactly what was going on. But my oldest did. My oldest did. I mean, he was eight, nine years old at the time. So, and he was a smart kid. He caught on pretty quick and he knew that this change was going to affect him for the rest of his life. And yeah, he was very sad. So, you know, I, we did as much as we could to support him and talk to him and answer any questions that he had. And he had a lot. Thank you once again for giving us your time. This is truly an honor to share this conversation with you. This started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm going to challenge you right now. If it made a difference, reach out and tell somebody. Thank you again. And I wish you all the courage and all the strength to be vulnerable in your life. It really does make a difference.